Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. What's the, what's kind of the, the secret behind being able to do every crowd? Living life and having experience in life and just knowing people. Just being real? Because you mentioned you come from like comics that are real. Is that something younger comics lack is just that real? A lot of them are good writers. Uh-huh. But they're doing comedy from the head, nothing from the heart. You know, it takes time to find your voice. You know, you got these young guys, they're great writers, or young girls. When they leave or they're done, how, how much do you really know of them? Hot breath. Welcome back, Hot breath This is the Hot Breath Podcast, your weekly guide to comedy mastery. I, of course, am your host, comedian Joel Byers. And thank you for tuning in today. Congratulations on learning about comedy, because today's guest... Whew. We have a lot of new listeners tuning in for this one, so thank you to those. If this is your first time listening, welcome to what we call the Hot breath verse You are now official hot brethren and sistren. Every Monday, we're on here doing dope interviews with some of comedy's most influential minds. And today's guest, this is what we call in the biz a git. Over 35 years in comedy, this guy is a legend of the game, and no one has really done an interview like this with him where they dive into his story and his creative process and just his advice for younger comics. He has a rough outer shell, but a, a soft, chewy center, as you'll learn in this episode. So I do just say, if you found this episode helpful, entertaining, insightful, just share it, just post it wherever, word of mouth, open mics when you're out at shows, just share the information forward. This free podcast, the way you can return the payment is just by sharing it with other people because more people need to hear this episode because my guest, Rich Voss, ladies and gentlemen, let's dive headfirst into this. I just want to say real quickly, we had limited amount of time. We did an interview between his shows here in Atlanta. We were actually in a diner. Uh, so the audio isn't the highest of quality that I know you guys expect here as you're listening, but just know that the content is quality. He's eating pasta in the middle of this as well. This is one of the, out of almost 200 episodes, this one was one of the most challenging to stay on track and stay focused. I didn't quite get to everything I wanted to talk about, but in a roundabout way, I still think we captured the essence of one of comedy's most legendary comedians. So again, thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited to share this with you. And that being said, there is only one thing left to do, and that is inhale a hot breath with Rich Voss. Listen, quit trying to sell me on your dumb podcast, <laughs> all right? You don't even know what it is. How do you know this is dumb? Because I show how many followers you have. <laughs> followers aren't listeners. Yeah, they usually are. 
This is the future. This is the inside the actor studio for comedians. No audition. All right, we'll go ahead and welcome him. Okay, Hot breath verse. This is it. Welcome back to the Hot Breath Podcast. I'm whispering because we're in a diner right now about to do this interview. I just want to welcome you, let you know I am your host, comedian Joel Byers. This is Hot Breath, your weekly guide to comedy mastery. Today's guest is an OG in this game. Started comedy back in 1984. Two years into the game, had a... Uh, a quick little layover in rehab where they told him to not do comedy for another year yet the day after he gets out he is back on stage doing prestigious shows like the one he did where he got paid with a television instead of money he got paid with a TV but I took the TV oh you stole the TV I took it from him oh I thought he was like I have a TV for no, you no I said give me your TV <laughs> and he listened and since then, he's actually been on television more than 100 times. He was the first white comic on HBO's Deaf Comedy Jam, a finalist on Last Comic Standing. Of course, tough crowd with Colin Quinn. You know him from Opie and Anthony. You may not have known he's also written on several roasts. He's also been a writer on the Academy Awards. Twice. Yeah. Twice. Whoa, because you wrote for Chris Rock, right? Twice, yeah. Wrote for Chris Rock twice. And he was also... He also came up producing shows and headlining shows where Chris Rock was actually his opener at one time, along with people like Ray Romano. This is my uh, fiancé right here. This is his fiancé. We just She's got engaged and we're going to Vegas tomorrow. Yes. She's bringing you challah bread. Is that challah? That's yes. Challah. That's challah? She knew I was a Jew. That's what I was going to... I didn't want to say it. I look too Gentile. I'm too Goya to make that joke. So all that being said... We're about to learn from a master, so buckle up wait, if you wait, enjoy you didn't, it. You didn't mention uh, the movie Women Aren't Funny that we made. Oh, yes, with your wife, Bonnie McFarlane. Who's, he, a, com he made <laughs> Who's a great comic. <laughs> and you, uh, you produced it, right? We you guys, made, you yeah. made it all yourself. Yes, we yeah, did it exactly. all ourselves. Women Aren't Funny. He also has a podcast with his wife called My Wife Hates Me. Yes. So anything and, else I missed? And the best roast on... Any you'll ever see at VossRoast.com. VossRoast.com. I saw the, the trailer. Roast. That's all I saw. It's the best roast? It's, it's, a, it's Murderer's Row. Mur Colin Quinn, Jim Norton, Bobby Kelly, mm -hmm. Florentine, Big J, DeRosa, Bonnie, Judy Gold. Murderer's Row. Yeah, it's a, it's, a different, it's a different game up there in New York. You guys, you guys don't, don't use gloves up there. It's all bare knuckle up there. We're real. Yeah. We're not thin-skinned, you know, like these young comics. You say something negative, they go, oh, what's that about? It's about a joke, you fucking idiot. <laughs> All right? You're a comic. All right? So, you know, I mean, I'm from a, a crew of honest ball busters. Mm -hmm. Kevin Hart, Patrice, me, Norton, Keith, Billy, you know. I mean, Kevin Hart and Billy are doing a little better now. Just much a little better bit. than much better than the Patrice, but <laughs> or some say Patrice got out just in the nick of time before he was going to have to start working like that. Patrice would have been the best comic out now. Now, well, the best to me, the probably the best comic, in my opinion, is is Stan Hope. He's yeah. probably he's definitely in, now. 
it's it's weird. Stanhope, Colin Quinn, Billy, Louie, and me. And you, of course. I was going to put you at the top of that list. No, I'm not at the top, but see, I could do things that people just can't do in this business. I'm just so versatile, you know, when it comes to, I could do any crowd. Mm. Doug Stanhope is a genius, but he can't do any crowd. Well, maybe he can. Now he can't do kids. <laughs> what's the, what's kind of the, the secret behind being able to do every crowd? Living life and having experience in life and just knowing people. Just being real? Because you mentioned you come from like comics that are real. Is that something younger comics lack is just that real? A lot of them are good writers. Uh-huh. But they're doing comedy from the head, nothing from the heart. But maybe, you know, it takes time to find your voice. You know, you got these young guys, they're great writers or young girls. But... When they leave or they're done, how, how much do you really know of them? I'm not saying you have to know a comic. Mm -hmm. That's just my style. I like, you know, I'm pretty honest on stage about my life and different things and how I view things. But it's all great different types of comedy. I mean, they're all great. You know, you get somebody like Brian Regan. He's as funny as anybody who's ever been alive. Everybody, you know, and. Then you go to the other spectrum. You get someone like I Stanhope, like I said, or Louie, and they're just as, you know. And, you know, you get Maria Bamford, who's as funny as anybody yeah. who's ever been alive. You know, and then you get, uh, you know, just the opposite. But that I mean, Maria's in her own, look at this. Maria's in her own category because she's so funny and, yeah. and so different. Mm. And coming to see you. So out of her mind. Thank you. And I give you some parmesan. Is there anything? Let me get you a thing or something on there. I'll be right back. Okay. She's, you know. But did you bring me water? I did bring you water. Go fuck yourself. It's, hot, uh, it's special hot breath water, though. It's got our logo on it. Uh, ours? You do this with other people? No, this is all. This is one man band. Then why do you say ours? Because we're the hot breath of us, the listeners and I. It's our collective community. How long have you been doing this fly by night podcast? Almost four years. No, really? Yeah. For you, we're almost to uh, two hundred episodes. Wow. I'm gonna put this on because I don't want to get sauce on my shirt. Of, I mean, yeah, it can't get any uglier. The sauce would probably help it, actually. But this shirt is so fucking cool. <laughs> what, but then again, look at you. You're a plain white guy. Right. You're very white. I am. You're very waspy. Are your parents, were they, were they slave owners? Your My grandparents? I'm, a, I'm from the trailer, actually. I look purebred, but I'm inbred. Did, oh, really? You, you don't come from a long line of bankers? Oh, this is spicy. No, I'm, I'm like white trash, but like non-recyclable white trash. This is 30-something dollars. This is not a 30-dollar something... I, I mean, it's free for it's pasta. me. I mean, with shrimp and they say it's lobster. It's probably some kind of fucking, what do you call it? <laughs> it flew at me. What do you call it? It's probably crayfish. But How long did it take you to find your voice? Because what, what I've, as you're chewing, 
And I mean, I've heard you say you started out experimenting. You went like through a Stephen Wright phase where you're very deadpan. Then you went through a Robin Williams phase where you're very animated. So like through that process, how long did it take you to hone in and become rich Voss? Not rich. He's definitely not rich, but rich Voss. Uh, Well, you don't know how rich I am. I'm doing pretty well. Rich with regrets. I don't know. I guess as I progressed and got more sober and got older and experienced more, I started, you know, I'm still working on finding out, you know, trying to be, I always try to get better and improve, Mm. you know, and I want to be as honest as I can. But I also, look, I do crowd, if I do crowd work, I I don't do it as much as I used to. That's not fine. It's just being, it's not finding your voice. It's just, Doing crowd work, mm-hmm. which is as hard as any. Some comics think, oh, that's easy. It's hard as everything yeah. to do good crowd work. Big J is great at crowd work. Oh, my gosh. The master. Yes. No, he's not the master. I'm the fucking master, you <laughs> fucking moron. <laughs> I love, I'll throw little jabs in no, there. No, you but did you that just, on purpose. You just you lay really in think wake and then just you, like hit like haymakers. You, you really don't just think jab. he's the master. He's great he's, at it. No, he's really good. He's I, great at it. I but, interviewed uh, Ian Bag on here about it, too. He's great. Yeah, and his, his system was like, you just have a conversation with the people. Yes. You're not trying to set up a joke. No. You're yeah. just, you're having a conversation and with And something people. will come out of it. Exactly. Yeah. So a he good crowd that. work guy will take everything in full circle and make it into a story almost. Mm-hmm. You know, Big J, Ian, Todd Barry's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this old comic, Jimmy Brogan, was good. Uh, from LA and you know I was the best and you're the best still the best still but it's fun to hear and I think that's good perspective for comics is that over 30 years into this game you're still like I'm still trying to get better I'm still constantly trying to learn you gotta get better or else you stagnate who the fuck wants to do that then you you're working in a cubicle Mm mhm yeah you know that's the one thing club owners Agents, managers cannot take from you is your creativity. Mm. So. And you've done it all, like you've released five albums and you've done it all yourself. Yeah. Like you've, I mean, you've really kind of created your own success in many ways, right? Yeah. I, you know, I did all my own. I'm going to make a, t- a six album now, I think. But yeah, I do all myself. My my wife and I. My wife's very fucking creative. She's one of the best writers in the business. One of the yep. best comics in the business. Yep, agree. Hands down. Just had a big article in New York Times. Writes, directs. I mean, she's way more versatile than me, a hundred times more. And we create our, a lot of our own projects, our own shows. We do shows in Moon Tower, Montreal. Shows that we created. And and no one's no one's throwing anything you, at you in this business. Once in a blue moon, someone will get something here and there. A friend will help them, or a younger guy, or mm-hmm. a very talented actor, comic. So you got a real, you got a lot of competition, and you got to create your own stuff. Mm-hmm. So for for younger comics, I think it's important 
you talk about all the people you're surrounded by up in New York, and you you surround yourself with talented by people. The best. Don't get don't get caught up in an open mic around other people that are just there to just like hang out. But surround yourself with comics that really want to get better and that mm -hmm. are better than you, right? Yeah. Okay. Because you even married, you know, you even married like a super talented person to keep you. Yes. Yeah, still tell me if my shit is bullshit. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that. One, wake up to what's going on in the world now. You know, uh, you know. I mean, it's good to do as many open. It's good to get on. I go. To, I went to an open mic the other night. Get on stage whenever you can if you're a new comic. Get on. You know, don't. You're not too good for that place. You're not too good for any place. Get on. That's how you're gonna get good. Hang out with good comics. Hang out with good comics. You know, it's just like in recovery. Hang out with the winners. You're hanging out with somebody that's, you know, has reservations or uh, this, these meetings suck or this sucks. They're, you're not going to get You're not going to learn. You're going to go backwards. Mm-hmm. Anything in life. Athletes try to play with better athletes, so they become... When I play golf, I... Whenever I'm playing with better golfers, I always step up my game. You always step up your game when you're with better people. So what I'm saying is step up your game with this fucking podcast. You think so? <laughs> We've got a good roster, though. We've got you on here. Now it's all the way up or it's the beginning of the end. Nobody else will come on because they heard you were on here. No, please. <laughs> I added clout. And fucking email me, Mark Norman and Joe List. Yo, Big fucking deal. They don't say no to anything. Seinfeld just shouted out Mark Norman. Did you hear that? He yes. said he's the next comic to watch. Yeah, because he didn't have a name to throw out. But I just said, I said those two names because in researching you, the only picture I could find was of you and Mark no, Norman. There's a million pictures of me and Patrice. But and me. he hasn't been on here. You killed him. Me and Norton. Yeah, he hasn't Bobby. been on here yet. All of, all of them will be on here except Patrice. But... They, those are the ones that were on here and seemed to be most immediately connected to you in some <coughs> way. So that's why I said their names. But however it worked, What's you're here. <coughs> you get Florentine? I haven't yet. I've never met him or seen him here. Why don't you get Bobby Kelly when he works uh, Marshall's room? He's here in August. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to him. And you're going to go, Voss did it. I will, actually. <laughs> well, you guys go way I mean, you guys. Yes, we're doing a tour together. Exactly. So can can I? You can is, say whatever you want about your tour. It's oh, a big I've, tour. It's me, Bobby Kelly, Jim Florentine, and Ron Bennington. Creeps with kids. Go to creepswithkids.com. Mm -hmm. We have already booked sixteen theaters. And uh, but it's funny you you meant when you talk about younger comics. I've heard you say that you think a lot of them are just like arrogant now, well, and they no, don't really. I don't know if they're arrogant. I don't know if it's arrogant. Well, yet, what it is is they, a lot of them have, don't know any history about comedy. They do no research. You know, and there's not, it's, look, it's a new day and age, obviously, YouTube, Instagram, this and that. But there's comics that open up. Listen, my crew, not my crew, Colin, tough crowd, us guys on tough crowd, made it easier for certain comics to be as edgy as they are. Mm -hmm. We were edgy on TV edgy. So comics, you, you know, young kids used to watch that. 
And they, you know, they'd look up to certain people, Patrice or Colin or Nick, Norton, some me. So, and I started comedy. I looked up to comics. I, I used to love watching the older comics because they were fucking great. It was a different, you know, guys like Bob Newhart or Steve Landisberg, mm-hmm. you know, just guys that new comics now would have no idea who the fuck they are, you know. And it's important also to watch and learn from comics. Like you know, pe- when you're in town, like pe- like there should be comics here that are studying. That's crazy. That it's not packed with new comics. Whenever I work, or any if Bobby's here, yeah, or any headliner, and there's no new comics watching, it's crazy. I used to go watch comics. Of course. Oh my god. If I wasn't on stage, I was in a club watching, yeah. like a headliner. How are you gonna learn? Lunell said, say, that's, huh? Lunell said that's yeah. the biggest problem with young comics. Right? This generation uh-huh. is they don't study, they don't watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I cut you off. Where were you going with that? I'm sorry. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I used to watch. I'm just saying. You know, new comics. Someone will sit in the back and go, or judge a headliner. <laughs> it's it's so fucking funny. You know, they have, you know, just no clue. You learn. It's just like when you go to a a, a 12-step meeting, you listen to somebody that has 15, 20 years sober. Mm. You listen to them because, you know, they're doing something right. Yep. And you 30 years in the game. What are what are 35, 30, 35. I didn't want to age you. I don't care. I'm old. 60 plus. 62. I just turned 62. And I'm still fucking relevant. I mean, think about it. Yeah. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, I mean, my wife helps a lot, too, being with a, she's younger and, and we're a married, uh, a headlining married couple. Mm-hmm. So that helps keep me relevant to some. But how, how have you dealt with, like, the highs and lows of such a long career? I'm sure, like, the peaks and valleys, you know? I, I eat, I eat pasta and seafood during the lows. <laughs> Which helps get me through. Especially when it's not on your tab. If you, if you can have $30 pasta because it's not on your tab. It is on my tab. Because the people that are eating here are here because they're coming to see me. Uh-huh. So all the years of traveling and doing whatever pays for this fucking dinner. See what I'm saying? Yeah, you've earned it. I burn it. Yeah. And it's a diner. <laughs> what other tips as we, uh, we can start landing this plane here so you can enjoy this? Like I'm, I'm enjoying this. You are enjoying this? Because I'm this. an asshole. And I'm, I'm, I'm so, I sound so self-righteous and so fucking, you know, I'm, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what's the word? I, I can't even think. Uh, uh, I can't think of it. Uh, it'll come to me. Self-righteous? You no, and I'm pontificating. You know, sitting here. I'm not even trying to be funny because, you know, I'm not a fucking... Uh, what, why is this guy staring at us? I'm not a uh, <laughs> dancing monkey, you know, just talking comedy. But that's what people want to hear. Yeah. We have a live podcast now. <laughs> that's what happens when you record in a diner. It's good food. What's maybe from all the 
the times at the table and all the times you like at the cellar and all the times you guys would then go and play basketball till like. How do you six know all this? When, when you do the what podcast did you listen to to get this information? As soon as you agreed, I went headfirst into Rich Voss world and just absorbed everything. I do that with every interview. So it's good. When people listen to this, I want them to know if they listen to Hot Breath, they're going to get everything from this person. They're going to learn everything they need to know about them. It's like looking at so many comics have a podcast, so how can I do one that's going to stand out from all the others? Kill yourself on it. Ooh, <laughs> that, can be the, that can be our 300th episode. If you're still alive, of course, you are in your 60s. But if you're still alive, we can do the 300th and do it together. But you go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you really have gotten me thinking in like the comedy brain more of like yeah. just always just like just busting balls and always thinking more in terms of just comedy and not taking things so seriously. Because like you, you said most comics are they get the writing but not the heart. I was just yeah, having this conversation yeah. last night where I literally like. I was talking with another comic, and it was the writing, but he's like, it's effective laughter, but they're like, it's not memorable laughter. No, you don't walk out knowing that person or yeah. their view. Not saying you have to know everybody, because you don't, but I don't know. It's it, Listen, there's certain, there's, there's, and this is not mine. There's Keith, this is Keith Robinson's theory, and it's a great theory. Okay. There's, con there's kids that went to school and the kids that sat in the front of the bus were not as funny as the kids on the back of the bus. So there's front of the bus funny in comedy, and there's back of the bus funny. The back of the bus funny is fucking funny. But the front of the bus can be funny. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This is Keith's theory, not mine, Keith Robinson. Yeah. But it's a great theory, because the front of the bus is like, there's comics that learn... They're like mathematicians and learn how to do comedy. Mm -hmm. There's comics that are fucking comics. They're just comics. They didn't learn. They learn how to get better this and that, but they didn't. They didn't read a book on comedy. It's like again, I'll bring it back to like in rehab. You go to rehab. You have counselors there. You have counselors that went to school and learned and became a counselor with a degree. Or you have counselors that are ex-drug addicts that went through uh, whatever to get a degree, but mm -hmm. they're ex-drug addicts. The ex-drug addicts are the better counselors because they, they live that same fucking life as you. So there's, there's people that teach from the heart and there's people that teach from the head. You see what I'm saying? There's people that perform comedy from the heart and people that perform from the head. Not saying one's better than the other, one's different. They're just different. But myself, I'll always go with the back of the bus comic. That's just for me. I've been doing it from the head for nine years. What advice do you have to start bringing the heart into it? Well, talk about your life. Talk about your passions. Look at writing good jokes, being a writer. There's so many great writers and... You know, uh, and and there's great comics. Look at Jezelnik. He's a great writer. Mm -hmm. That's not real. It's not real, but it's great. It's right. funny. You know what I mean? Of course. He's doing an act. He's doing a character. 
It's fucking great. It's funny. But it's not Jeselnik. That's what I... Yeah, I'm, I, I have the writing. I want to bring... I want people to come up afterwards and be like, that reminds me of this. Or yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking that. You know, I want to yeah. hit those notes. You know, whatever's going on in your life. or uh-huh. you, I don't know. Or you're, what you... Maybe what you feel is going on in politics or going on around the world. Or this is like what you feel. Go there instead of what you can like. Or your make opinion fun. on things. Opinion. Okay. You know, I think it was crazy that some idiot that works behind a counter in Starbucks would tell, just business wise, would tell six cops to leave because someone's uncomfortable. Well, one person's uncomfortable and there's six people there. You tell if that one person is comfortable, we go, well, maybe you should leave. That's just business. Mm-hmm. You got six people buying your product or one, mm-hmm. you know, besides all the political correctness and all the craziness behind it, you know, it just how, and, and there's stuff in the news every fucking day. We got a fucking president that's, arguing with a soccer player on fucking Twitter. But for people to get to know you, I guess it's first making your own life funny. Yeah, but then you you can give your opinion on things, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, there's no right or wrong. Okay. There's just what, what you like and what you want to do. You know, I would... I personally, and will at some point, would just love to go up and tell stories that stories. happened in my life. I've already done enough comedy. You know, I mean, just funny stories. You know, like a Colin, Colin, or I think Theo, Theo Vaughn tells stories. You know, I heard a real funny one, or a couple on radio. And I would like to move in that direction, you know. And, you know, uh that's cool to hear you 35 years in. You're like, I would like to try this now instead. Yeah, move in that not, direction. Like, I'm funny, but I can always be funnier. No, but real stories. Like, I tried to tell one tonight about when I had anxiety and went to the hospital. But I didn't have a punch. I just brought it out just to get it out. And, so, you know, I'll get it, work it so I make it funny. Well, tell him you, you <laughs> committed yourself from so much anxiety. I did. That's the story you told? Yeah, when I was here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did I didn't have a good punch. I didn't have a punchline. I was just telling what it was like back in the day when you had anxiety. Mm-hmm. So you know, what was it? Thought, this was fucking excellent. I so don't know it was why. worth the thirty dollars? Or you're talking about the podcast? You're talking about the podcast, right? Yeah. You think which one? <laughs> I'm talking about the food, you fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> So before we get out of here, how, that, how was Mark Norman? Was he going? Eh, eh, eh. Oh, he's no. great! Yeah, he's done this he's twice. A, he's done. I this like show Mark. Twice. Mark does love comedy. Oh my gosh, he does like comedy. Oh yeah, for sure. And he puts in the work. For a robot, he likes comedy. <laughs> in in closing, this I like him. Do you? Uh, I like his. I like his passion. Yeah. I do. I like his past. That's why Seinfeld shouted him out because he's like committed to the craft. Where was no, Seinfeld? Because they're both the same fucking people. That's but when why. you when you guys are busting balls at Comedy Cellar, where's Seinfeld during all this? What is he he's doing? He's in L.A. shooting his TV show. He's Seinfeld. All, he all has the TV show going on. He wasn't even around New York at the time. 
Because I could just imagine you guys roasting him whenever he walks in. That would be easy. Did, did you guys never got to do that? Oh, man. You ever notice? Do you like Seinfeld? I, when you? I first started, I thought he was so fucking funny. I thought he, I thought he was the funniest person alive. Mm-hmm. And I always thought he was funny. You know, yeah. He's Seinfeld. Just checking. I don't know. He's Seinfeld, yeah. yeah. He's fucking funny. He Back in the day, though. You know, he also took a gigantic sabbatical to do his TV show. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, to break TV history. You know, he got yeah. back into it. And, you know, he's good. But to me, I'm not saying he's... I don't know. when I Because I, I don't really pay attention to him as much anymore. I, I watched him the other night. He was funny. You know, but... Back in the day, too, he was fucking funny. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about the guy that lost all the weight. I lost 300. You, you look like a rail. You know, he, there was a bit. You know, some guy weighed 1,500 pounds or whatever. Even if he lost 300 pounds, which his friends said, hey, you look great. You, yeah. know, you know, you were just so fucking funny. You know, so many great comics back then. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Oh, I used to uh, lo- love watching it. Watching them, comic study. What? Yeah. Any other advice? Because I don't, I don't want to push this too close to your your set. Yeah, I got to go in. Yeah. Uh, Closing advice for comics. Yeah, be funny. Be funny. All right. Well, and and go to vossroast.com and go fuck yourselves. Uh, what is that? Is that a, you have a release? You these? No, this oh. is your. I keep these all documented. So you have your marching orders, hot breath of verse. Get funny, get around funny people. Study funny people like Rich here. Thanks for doing yeah. this, man. Oh, this thank is, you for having me. I'm I sorry. I'm sorry that you had to ruin my meal, but thank you. <laughs> well, I just used you so I can start name dropping to actual famous comics. You, so yeah. I appreciate it, You'll buddy. Get them. <laughs> all right, Rich. Oh, thank you. <laughs> There it is, Hot Breath of Verse. Thank you so much for tuning in. All the new listeners out there, welcome to the Hot Breath of Verse. Please check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our iTunes. Most importantly, we now have a website, hotbreathpodcast.com. Just go there. It's linked in the show notes, and there's a search option. You can search for all your favorite comics. You can even search by topic if you want to hear more about the writing side of comedy or the business side. It's an all-inclusive community that we also have over on Facebook. If you search Hot Breath Comedy Network, there's a way for you to go on Facebook and start connecting with other listeners from around the world. So after almost four years, this has been snowballing, and this, I feel like, was a big episode that adds a lot of what we call in this game clout. I started this podcast to help comics get better at comedy faster and also now connecting with comedy fans and sharing the stories and insights of their favorite comics. So if this podcast was helpful to you along your comedy grind, if you've ever found hot breath to kind of be your breath of fresh air, if you will, out on that comedy grind that really helped you get through some times, please You can support the show. There's a way to donate to the show in the show notes. No donation is too small. You can also pick up some merch. We've got shirts and mugs. But long story short, the best way and the easiest way you can support this show 
is just by telling other people. Share it forward. This free podcast, the best way to return the payment is just by letting other people know we exist. So I appreciate you and your loyal support and willingness to go the extra mile and share this. And all that being said, you know at the end of all these, I thank my wife. She she wants to remind me, of course, to um, leave a five-star iTunes review. That really goes a long way in helping more people find out about the show. But my wife made the theme song of this podcast almost four years ago, so I'm now forever indebted to thanking her at the end of every episode. So thank you to my wife. Thank you to you listeners, new and returning. Until next Monday, you can keep up with me at joelbyerscomedy.com as well if you want to see me out on the road. I'll be in Chattanooga and Birmingham coming up. But otherwise, and Greenville, South Carolina. Now all that being said, until next Monday, right here on Hot Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.